Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Made Simple. Today, we're going to do a deep dive and look and strategy around for sale by owners and expired listings of how you can go take your unfair share. This is inspired by the 36-12-3 curriculum, which is 36 closings in 12 months with three hours of lead generation a day. If you would like to sell more homes, specifically FISBOs and expireds, you're in the right spot. Stay tuned. Hi, welcome back again. My name is Rick Bosley. I'm your host of this show today on FISBOs and expireds. If you don't know what FISBO means, that's Realtor Talk for For Sale by Owners. Or some people say it's the fastest source for a business opportunity. But oh, little realtor joke there. Okay, let's get on to it. Uh, Thanks for being here. I am the owner-operator of 3L Coaching, a real estate coaching and training company, as well as run the Bosley Team Real Estate Solutions. We're affiliated with Keller Williams in the Central Florida area. So what we're talking about is stuff that has been written and inspired by Keller Williams University and or implemented by our team. So sometimes we go off a little bit script here. Today, we're going to talk about for sale by owners and expireds. We're really going to talk about who are they, the demographic of what is their challenge and, and who are they as a person, how we can connect with them, some limiting beliefs some agents carry on to them. And if you have them, hopefully we can debunk a little bit of that limiting belief. We're going to talk about the opportunity that we have to convert them and to be able to help them convert ultimately making more money and taking some of that stress and liability off of their plate. And then we're going to break down some steps, uh, not only for for sale by owners, also for expireds. They're a little bit uh, similar, mainly the same, so it should be pretty concise of what we do there. And then put it all together, and you're going to ask yourself, what sort of action step do you want to take? So as we start off, we want to think, when we look at for sale by owners, these are people that want to sell their home, sometimes need to sell their home, yet they're choosing to do it by themselves. Why? The number one surveyed by National Association of Realtors is to save a commission. They don't want to pay a commission. They feel that the commission paid out to a real estate brokerage is not worth it versus what they could do themselves. And sometimes they are right. Not every agent is worth their commission. Some are worth their commission in gold. Statistically, we hear this from National Association of Realtors that homes listed with a broker or a realtor will sell, um, excuse me, homes not will sell 92% of that of if they are. So right off the bat, just paying retail with a professional, knowing that there's someone to professionally negotiate on your behalf will yield on average an 8% higher growth than someone who were to sell it on their own. Take point in case of selling a car by yourself versus buying it from uh, a dealership. If you go to a dealership, there's just kind of an inheritance of, of professionalism and costs associated with it. And people are willing to pay more to dealership than they are from a marketplace or a Craigslist or even private seller. So it's not much different for a house. So although it does cost you more money, typically you're netting more. Uh, but that's the number one reason. Save a commission. Number two, they knew whoever bought it. They sold it to a friend or family or neighbor. So there wasn't a need to go out there and do it. I love when I can buy a house off market. Our last investment we bought was off market. And I love because we didn't have a whole lot of competition. We gave them what they wanted. We got a great value as well. It was a win-win. Sometimes that happens. Usually when you sell it off market, it allows for a deep discount to the buyer or seller because they're not competing and or there's no high fees. So typically the seller reduces their price because they know there's no fees. So it's interesting because there's still a commission paid just who's going to get it, the listing brokerage or the buyer side in a lot of ways. But that's number two reason. Uh, Number three reason, 
the buyer reached out directly. If you own property, especially investment properties, you might get these letters. You might get these phone calls. Do you want to sell? I'm interested in buying it. So uh, the buyer might reach out directly and you never actually list it. You just do a direct sale. Sometimes you just don't like agents. Sometimes you just don't want to work with an agent. I don't want to deal with an agent. I think agents are the worst and, and, and everyone's entitled to their opinion, right? And, and that's, that's your reason when surveyed. I don't want to work with agents. And hey, more power to you. If you can get it done, fantastic. There's 20,000 agents in Central Florida. Not all of them are good. I wouldn't want to work with many of them either. So I don't blame you there. So if you're listening to this and you're a consumer, let's just go find the right agent. And if you're listening to this and you're an agent, do better and be better, right? Let's, let's up the standard for our industry so people do want to work with us and they do see value in working with us. Very far down the list, now we're at like 1%. The seller who for sale by owners it is also an agent. This is happening right now. I got someone on my team and he called a for sale by owner and that person is selling it for sale by owner instead of listing it with their brokerage. It's the most hypocritical thing I've ever seen in my life. You're an agent and you convince or tell or sell or tell or insist that it's value for you to list it with the brokerage, yet when it's up to you, you, you don't do it. And that's a challenge. That's a problem. But it's still out there. So this is what we're overcoming. Could not find a suitable agent. So maybe they interviewed or it went expired. And after it expired, then, you know what? Forget about it. I'm going to do this for sale by owner. I have a personal experience with that. Before I was in real estate, I listed my house with a, uh, a brokerage. And she listed it. And it was listed for six months. And she asked me for price reductions. But in my mind, I was like, no, I, I have this bottom line. And you told me you could sell it for this number. And I'm not going to give you a price reduction. And it expired in December. And I for sale by ordered it in January. And by doing so, I just I reduced it to that number that she kept saying because I was saving money. And then it brought the buyer. So she was spot on. I needed a price reduction. I had an agent who didn't share or convey or help me. Meanwhile, I had a house on the market for six months. It was vacant. I'm paying a mortgage for vacancy. So it ultimately still cost me money. Time was my friend there. I sold it in January of 2007. If you know what happened in March of 2007, then you know the bullet that I dodged there. So uh, it dropped by about 80% over the next 90 days. So anyways, we digress. There's the reasons of why for subway owners will sell it themselves. Far and away, almost one out of two people say, I don't want to pay a commission. When we look at expireds or withdrawals, why are expired listings uh, not selling? Well, they tried it once. They had the agent once. We've listed, there's only four reasons an expired listing didn't sell. And two of them are correlated with the owner and two of them are correlated with the agent. Two with the owner. Wrong price with the value or with the condition. So either lower the price or up the condition, but whatever you're selling it for and whatever you're selling it's not in alignment. And for six months or three months or however long the contract was, the, the public said, no thanks, I'm not buying it. You can keep it at that price. So there you go. Lower your price or increase your condition. From the seller side, it wasn't properly marketed. Now marketed could be how are you portraying it? What's the photography look like? What's the messaging look like? So not only how is it presented, but also how is it distributed? How is that message being distributed? whether it's flyers or social media or online or door knocking or open houses, we've got to tell the world the more people who see it, who like it, who want to look at it. And we have a rule of 10. And our rule of 10 is every 10 days, if we don't have someone look at the home, we're not selling it very well to get people intrigued with it. Then we need a price reduction or increased value. If we have people seeing it, but there's no offers coming in, we say, have we had 10 people look at this house and no offers? That means we're selling it great, but when they come in, they're like, mm, no thanks, I feel a little bit 
uh, not enough value there, in which case we have to look at that as well. So that's the third reason. Fourth reason is poor negotiation, which is again on the agent. Maybe you do have some interested parties and you're not able to overcome that objection, whether it's, you know, I'd buy it, but I don't want to deal with uh, this, this plumbing issue or I've got bad insurance or whatever the issue might be that's preventing offers coming in. Let's overcome that. Let's overcome that objection. Let's negotiate through it. So there's the four reasons why expired listings won't sell or withdrawn at that point. Now, I want to give you a, a disclosure here, disclaimer, that if you do prospect and call for sale owners, expires, withdrawals, please respect the do not call list. They are not listed. Therefore, do not get yourself or your brokerage or anyone in trouble by violating the do not call list. There you go. You're welcome. Let's talk about some limiting beliefs around targeting uh, these types of sellers. You only succeed with FISBOs and expireds if you're just a shark. You go in there aggressive. You go in there hard. You go in there direct. And some people are like, and that's not me, so I'm not going to do it. I don't want a cold call. I don't like the rejection. And that's one way to do it. And it can be very effective for a lot of people to do it that way. And you've got to do you. And, and this goes back to the you know five or seven episodes ago when it says you've got to know what's your unique value proposition. So the truth is you can do it by coming from contribution, by adding value, by nurturing that relationship. And, and really taking care of that. Now, might some other direct aggressive sharks come in and just infiltrate it and get it? Yeah, they might, but they also might turn some people off right off the bat and you're gonna get the more of that nurture slow play. So you gotta figure out who are you. Now, I wanna, I wanna caution you that just because I'm saying focus on the relationship, I'm not saying don't close. I'm not saying you just stay in the friend zone. You still gotta close, but just be patient with it and help them self-discover that you are the best solution for them instead of you shoving it down their throat. And you know what? It is a numbers game. And if you can go direct and just go for it and you swing for enough fences, you're bound to hit a home run. So you've got to do what's good for you and, and how you work. So here's the opportunity. There's six ways that we can win with a, uh, a listing of a for sale by owner or an expired person, right? Number one, we get the listing. Woo! We got the listing. Way to go. Number two, maybe we don't get the listing, but there's a good chance if they're selling their house, they got to buy another house. So maybe you convert and you represent them on the buy side. Have you thought about that? Maybe we can change that approach. Number three, to help them find a new home nearby via referral. So can you get a referral fee from this? So you sell their listing, you help them buy the next house, you get the referral fee. Uh, you could potentially do some marketing on their behalf to attract other buyers and sellers. So maybe you, you do a win that says, look, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, you can do a for sale owner. That's fantastic. One thing that I want to offer you is I can I can vet everybody for you, and I can push it, and I can screen them, and I can help with pre-approval. And if they want to buy your house, no charge. You is your lead. But if if they don't, then it allows me to help them find the house they want. So maybe you can use it to attract future clients. Or finally, you could write up and oversee the transaction, help them with the contract, help them with transaction coordination, connect with title, and you can figure out your negotiated flat fee price for that if your broker in your state allows it. Check into that. So there's different ways that we can add value and get compensated by helping out a for sale by owner or an expired. And if you go in with only one agenda, then you only have one outcome. If you open your mind up to six outcomes, then we can offer value in different areas. Now here's the opportunity of how we can do it. We can go in fast and furious and hard in the direct approach. And Danica Koska is referenced here and she's the uh, former MAP CEO and author of Bold 1.0 when it came out. And she talks about how she went on 155 listing appointments, FISBO, and took 153 of them. And she just went for it, and her scripts were, were on point, right? Uh, and that works. 
And that works for some people and it doesn't work for all and you have to have enough at-bats to be able to do that. Or the indirect approach and, and reference in the notes here is Gene Grubb, which is you provide value and you let that seller self-discover that your services will actually net them more money or reduce stress or liability or a combination of both. So both approaches will work and you've got to figure out what approach is going to work the best for you. Now, as we do this, we have to check our mindset. And I'm going to, I love this and it's a it's a bold law, and bold is a course that Keller Williams wrote, which is just high productivity, and it's come from contribution. If you've been listening to this podcast or YouTube show long enough, you know I've said that add value, be useful, be needed, please don't be annoying or stop being annoying and come from contribution and truly don't be attached to the outcome. Now, when I say don't be attached to the outcome, yes. What's the outcome we want? One of those five or six outcomes. That would be great if we get compensated for our work. Yet coming from contribution and not being attached to the outcome says, I want to do this regardless because I know if I do this often enough, the universe, the world, the sellers will reimburse me via clients, via referrals. Offer your expertise, be an expert, offer your services without expecting anything in return. Because again, if we just keep doing good and do good in the world, good is going to come back to us. So there's the mindset I want you to think about. And let's talk about some steps that we can do to work with for sale by owners. So we're going to talk about preparation. Number one, what are you going to say? Are you a direct for sale by owner agent, or are you an indirect for sale by owner agent? You've got to know what is you're going to say, refine those scripts. And, and, and if you know me, I don't believe everyone should have scripts. I believe you have a, have to framework dialogue, understand what is your approach, what's your goal, and how are you going to have that conversation. I want you to have materials in advance that you can send to them. Not only that you have it, but you know what it is. So as you're having that initial conversation, if there's an obstacle or an opportunity that you see that you can solve, you know you've got access to the materials that you can quickly just refer over to them. Uh, let's create that 8x8 eight eight custom. An 8x8 eight eight is just a systematic way to follow up. What does that look like? Touch one, touch two, and we're going to break that down here in a second. Know what your goals are. How many for sale by owners would you like to talk to a day, a week, a month? How many appointments will you get? How many nurtures will you get? How much income will you make this year off of for sale by owners? How much time will you put in? Ultimately, you know what your goal is for your dollar per hour working for sale by owners. And then let's organize our information so we're not just throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping it sticks. We know who, what, when, where, why, strategically thinking so we can strategically market and prospect to them. So that's preparation. Here's an example of an 8x8 for for sale by owners. Touch one. Maybe you just go there and you take a look at it. You preview it, and by previewing it, you can do a pre-listing packet. You can give some suggestions, come from contribution, talk about some staging, give some connections for different handymen, that sort of thing. It gives you a chance to have some face-to-face -face build rapport. That's an example of touch one. So touch one says, I want to come by and take a look at it. Because if you can come by and take a look at it, that's more of the contribution, not direct, and let's play it slow. The second two or three touches can be postcards. Thanks for allowing me in. Here's some letters. Here's some items of value. You do some direct mail. On the fourth touch, now maybe this is week four. Maybe it's day four. You've got to figure out your own timeline, but you make a phone call. And I was just chatting with an agent prior to this about marketing-based prospecting enhanced or prospecting-based marketing enhanced, and that's mail, call, see. There's your three flows, mail, call, see. In this instance, we saw it first, and then we mailed something, then we called them. So mail, call, see, see, call, mail, call, see, mail. Whatever you want to do, just make sure you're doing all three of those. You're mailing them directly in email. You're seeing them through appointments, through invitations, through one-on-ones, through coffees, through Popeyes. 
and you're calling them, and you're calling them and texting them, and somewhere you're trickling in some handwritten notes. Uh, the next several can be some more mailing, some more postcards, more items of value, seller net sheets, uh, vendor lists, CMAs, comps, and then you touch again. So really, the complication is not hard. You're going to go build that established relationship, write a handwritten note, go mail them two or three items of value, make a phone call. Mail them two or three items of value, make a phone call. You can do this over eight weeks, over six weeks, over four weeks, but you know what those items of value all are. The phone call comes out of going, have you received it? How's it going? What's the market look like? Here's new comps. Did you get that landscaping fixed? Did you, did you, did you come for contribution? And after you do that, you say, well, hey, whenever you're ready to list with an agent, I would love to be that first phone call for you. I would love to be your plan B. Plan A is still doing for sale by owner on your own. I wish you the best of luck. And if you ever need plan B, I'm your person, right? Now, the direct approach might be, let me tell you why your plan doesn't work. And hopefully when you tell them, you're going to do it in the form of questions so they self-discover as well. You've got to do what works for you. Our, our team leader of our office is Joseph Furman, and he does script and role play, and he's extremely effective with for sale by owners, and he is direct, right? And I, I'm extremely effective with for sale by owners, and I am a little more nurturing and relational. And if you have 100 people, then five will like his style, five will like my style, and 90 you're going to go, eh, not so much. That's okay. So you've got to figure out who you are. So there's your steps working with for sale by owners. Um, as we look more, there's an instructor and master faculty out of Tallahassee, Florida. His name is Gene Rivers, one of my mentors and someone who I look up to very much in this industry. And he says there's subjected postcards. So you're going, okay, well, what could I mail? And he gives eight examples of what it can mail. Mailing one, talk about the price. Mailing two, the condition and how you can increase your condition for low price. Number three, who's the competition, right? Or how do you outrank or outsource the competition? If you don't have great statistics, hopefully your brokerage does. Number four, how are you going to market? Number three, what does showings look like and how can we maximize showings? Uh, talk about price reductions and what that process or why someone would want to do price reduction. So maybe you, you throw on bell curves in the, in, the, in the market versus out of the market. And these are all strategies which positions you as the expert. Um, if it was just reduced, what would that marketing look like? And then ultimately that call to action. And every time you do a postcard, you send that call to action of going, let's get together. Let me work for you. Fizbos are for sale by owners. They're either going to be successful or not successful. And if they're successful, they do it themselves. And hopefully you grab one of those other five things because you're coming for contribution. If they're not successful, then they're going to list it with an agent or take it off the market and try it another time. So we have different ways and we need to be prepared for any of those three aspects. Uh, the goal I have for you is take action. If you've never done a for sale by owner, do yourself a favor and for the next 90 days, give it a shot. And, and maybe you start by saying, I'm going to go call three every day and I'm going to see what comes from it. Maybe you're going to call 30 every day and just do that. You've got to figure out what works for you. When we say this is 36, 12, 3 and closing 36 transactions in 12 months with three hours of lead generation a day, that's 15 hours a week. That includes marketing, that includes prospecting. Can you take one of those days and put it towards for sale by owners? and see what comes from it and see if it excites you or see if it deters you. Because here's the cool thing about real estate. You don't have to do this. In fact, most people only have two or three sources, one to two in addition to the database and sphere of influence. So if this is you, go all in. And if it's not, let's go find another strategy. And that's okay too, but let's start creating a growth plan around it. When you have them and you get someone who allows you to stay in touch, you're going to put them in your database. Then you're going to cement the relationship with the eight by eight send those thank you cards, get the referrals, and follow up with you until they list or tell you to take a hike, right? Build a relationship. 
right? And we go back to our databases, our business, and it just goes back to however we, whatever we do, it's about growing and converting our database. This is one way to grow the database. And then we ate by ate them, 36 touch them, invite to the events, do all the stuff that we do that nurtures and converts our sphere of influence. So that's the quick step of working with for sale by owners. And hopefully you got some tidbits and some nuggets around it. Now let's talk about working with expireds. And it's not a whole lot different, which is pretty great. When we look at what is our goal, it's the same thing. Know what you're going to say, know your materials, have your 10 days of value or 10 days of pain or 21 days of gain. There's different ways to do it, but how are we going to get in touch with these individuals whose house has been withdrawn or expired? Know what your goals are, know who you're targeting, where you're targeting, and get your information in order. So here's an example of the eight days in a row that you could do uh, with the 10 days of value. I say eight. It's eight by eight, it's 10 days, it's six days. You've got to figure out, but the objective one is, is create a conversation, create a relationship, hand deliver an expired packet. If everyone else is calling, you can call and also show up. And, and maybe you say every day I'm on my way home, I'm going to drop off a pre-listing packet. If we are applying for jobs, this would be equivalent of you dropping off a cover letter and a resume to at least one employer every day. Well, guess what? Expired listings, they want a hired agent. They just didn't have the right one at the right price or right market or right condition for them. So give it a shot and reapply for that job. Make your phone calls, send your postcards. Make your phone calls, send a letter. Make your phone calls, send some market stats. Make your phone calls, send some value. So mail, call, see. Mail, call, see. Don't forget. Mail, call, see. Prospecting-based, marketing-enhanced. Do it every day. Let it run its course. So if you call three day one and you call three a day, then guess what? You're calling day one, you're calling three. Day two, you're calling three more plus threes. That's six. Day three, you're calling nine. By the 10th day, you're calling 30, but then you never call more than 30. And that's assuming no one ever picks up or lists with you or gives you an appointment. So you're never going to call more than 30 in a day. And it just has this revolving cycle. So it's like this conveyor belt and they fall off that conveyor belt. Now we're creating systems that we can do. Take action. What are the common objections of expired listings? Uh, it's overpriced, waiting for the market. My agent didn't do anything, or they should have done more, or should have done less. I didn't hear communication. We know what the problem is because we've heard it. And if you don't know what it is, ask them. Hey, just curious, in this market with low inventory, why don't you think your house sold the first time? Whatever they say, appreciate, acknowledge, and then overcome it. Oh my gosh, that sounds so frustrating. I'm so sorry to hear that. Let me ask you a question. It sounds like blankety blank, and if I did this, then would that solve that problem? Tell you what, I'd love to get together and talk to you more about that. I'm going to be in your area tomorrow afternoon. Would you mind if I stop by for five or 10 minutes, at least be able to shake my hand, introduce myself. And if you like what I hear, we can stay longer. And if not, at least we've checked that box off, right? That's just a real quick way to get that engagement. Whatever they say, celebrate it, honor it, appreciate, acknowledge before you overcome. If they give you an objection and then you immediately start defending why that's wrong. Well, it was overpriced. Well, I don't know. It looks like it was priced right. Whatever it could be. Or the agent didn't do anything and you're like, well, you're $50,000 overpriced. Well, you've created an opposition now, right? Don't create the opposition between you and that person. Build some rapport. Be in the same side of the table as them. So let's practice what that's going to say. When we think about for sale by owners, we think about expireds. These are people who want to sell their house. And if you're listening to this and you're an agent, then you are in the live market of selling your house. And what I love about it even more is they are people who want to sell their house, which gives you a listing. And a listing creates an opportunity that you can do all the other marketing aspects and prospecting aspects around it, not only to sell their house for top dollar, also to get one to two more closings, building your database, building more relationships, and building that pipeline. This was quick, 
This was short. This was easy. Success is simple. It's not easy. The tenacity, the focus, the attention span, the discipline, the follow-through, learning the scripts, understanding the market, that's all a skill set that I'd love for you to grow. If you need help in any of those areas, we do offer coaching. We offer coaching one-on-one. We offer coaching in group format or in group training. If you'd like some of that coaching around this, please reach out. I'd love to be a resource for you or reach out to your market center leadership and we can connect there as well because we have office level coaching as well. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please do me a favor and let us know. Let us know via liking or commenting or subscribing. We have new episodes coming every Thursday, these full episodes here. We'll continue that on and then every day on other social media platforms. We just take segments of this and create some reels and some shorts. So hopefully you can support us online and I appreciate you listening this far. My name is Rick Bosley, 3L Coaching, and this is Making Real Estate Simple. Take care. Bye-bye.